Part four of the Gospel according to St. Mark. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter seven, eight, and chapter nine, verse one. Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered together to him, having come from Jerusalem. Now when they saw some of his disciples eating bread with defiled, that is, unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees, and all the Jews, don't eat unless they wash their hands and forearms, holding to the tradition of the elders. They don't eat when they come from the market-place unless they bathe themselves, and there are many other things which they have received to hold to, washings of cups, pitchers, bronze vessels, and couches. The Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why don't your disciples walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with unwashed hands? He answered them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honours me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For you set aside the commandment of God, and hold tightly to the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and you do many other such things. He said to them, Full well do you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honour your father and your mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, If a man tells his father or his mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is korban, that is to say, given to God, then you no longer allow him to do anything for his father or his mother making void the word of God by your tradition, which you have handed down. You do many things like this. He called all the multitude to himself, and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing from outside of the man that going into him can defile him. But the things which proceed out of the man are those that defile the man. If any one has ears to hear, let him hear." When he had entered into a house away from the multitude, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Are you thus without understanding also? Don't you perceive that whatever goes into the man from outside can't defile him, because it doesn't go into his heart, but into his stomach, then into the latrine, thus purifying all foods? He said, That which proceeds out of the man, that defiles the man. For from without, out of the hearts of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, sexual sins, murders, thefts, coveting, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. All these things come from within, and defile the man. From there he arose, and went away to the borders of Tyre and Sidon. He entered into a house, and didn't want any one to know it, but he couldn't escape notice. For a woman, whose little daughter had an unclean spirit, having heard of him, came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by race. She begged him that he would cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not appropriate to take children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. He said to her, For this saying, Go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. 
She went away to her house and found the child having been laid on the bed with the demon gone out. Again he departed from the borders of Tyre and Sidon, and came to the Sea of Galilee, through the midst of the region of Decapolis. They brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. They begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside from the multitude, privately, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was released, and he spoke clearly. He commanded them that they should tell no one, but the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. They were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes even the deaf hear and the mute speak. In those days, when there was a very great multitude, and they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to himself, and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have stayed with me now three days, and have nothing to eat. If I send them away fasting to their home, they will faint on the way, for some of them have come a long way. His disciples answered him, From where could one satisfy these people with bread here in a deserted place? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. He commanded the multitude to sit on the ground, and he took the seven loaves. Having given thanks, he broke them, and gave them to his disciples to serve, and they served the multitude. They had a few small fish. Having blessed them, he said to serve these also. They ate and were filled. They took up seven baskets of broken pieces that were left over. Those who had eaten were about four thousand. Then he sent them away. Immediately he entered into the boat with his disciples, and came into the region of Dalmanutha. The Pharisees came out and began to question him, seeking from him a sign from heaven, and testing him. He sighed deeply in his spirit, and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Most certainly, I tell you, no sign will be given to this generation. He left them, and again entering into the boat, departed to the other side. They forgot to take bread, and they didn't have more than one loaf in the boat with them. He warned them, saying, Take heed! Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. They reasoned with one another, saying, It's because we have no bread. Jesus, perceiving it, said to them, Why do you reason that it's because you have no bread? Don't you perceive yet, neither understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, don't you see? Having ears, don't you hear? Don't you remember? When I broke the five loaves among the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They told him, Twelve. When the seven loaves fed the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They told him, Seven. He asked them, Don't you understand yet? He came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him, and begged him to touch him. He took hold of the blind man by the hand, and brought him out of the village. When he had spit in his eyes, and laid his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. He looked up, and said, I see men, for I see them like trees walking. Then again he laid his hands on his eyes. He looked intently, and was restored, and saw everyone clearly. He sent him away to his house, saying, 
Don't enter into the village, nor tell anyone in the village. Jesus went out with his disciples into the villages of Caesarea Philippi. On the way he asked his disciples, Who do men say that I am? They told him, John the baptizer, and others say Elijah, but others one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. He commanded them that they should tell no one about him. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He spoke to them openly. Peter took him and began to rebuke him, but he, turning round and seeing his disciples, rebuked Peter, and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you have in mind not the things of God, but the things of men. He called the multitude to himself with his disciples, and said to them, Whoever wants to come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake and the sake of the good news will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, and forfeit his life? For what will a man give in exchange for his life? For whoever will be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man also will be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. He said to them, Most certainly I tell you, there are some standing here who will in no way taste death until they see the kingdom of God come with power. End of Part 4 of The Gospel According to St. Mark